Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. No matter what, Christmas has always been something that we can count on. It's that time of the year that we finally get together with family and friends and open presents to celebrate the birth of our Lord and to have a time to rest and celebrate. Even though Christmas is something that we celebrate every year, we never get tired of it. We always look forward to it. And especially during a year like this, rest and celebration is something that we just desperately needed. And that much is true about Frankenmuth and the celebration of Christmas as well. Christmas is our specialty. And it brings everyone a lot of much-needed joy, people who live here and outside of it. And with all of this, I've heard from a few people that the lights that they see um, around town are more than they have ever seen in any year that they can remember. And what an amazing way to respond to everything that's happened this year. This year it tried to take a lot of things away from us, but it couldn't take away Christmas. And that's a blessing, even if it did look a little different. But now, it's the morning of December 27th. 2021 is approaching, and it's approaching quickly. So, now what? Well, for most of us at least, in about a week from now, give or take a few days, it's going to be time to go back to the same old, same old. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news for anyone who may be in school, but Christmas break is going to be over. Your vacation from work is going to end. Families and friends will return to their hometowns if they happen to be visiting us. And probably the most noticeable thing of all for us will be when the lights come down in Frankenmuth. The houses and the streets that were once decorated to be lit up at night with these awesome depictions will now return to their familiar dark appearance. Christmas trees will be packed up and put away or thrown out front. And even the Christmas town of the world has to take down its lights at some point during the year. But that's not all bad because that's part of what makes Christmas special. It's different from any other time of the year and it should definitely stay that way. But no matter how you look at it, there is little you can do to avoid the fact that life just goes on. This happens every single year, actually. Those Christmas presents that we were once so excited to open and looked forward to, counting down minutes till we got to open them, will start to not feel so new after a while. And we all know that when something becomes part of the routine or becomes a part of the same old, same old, it can lose its value, its significance, that special place it once had in our hearts. Now, of course, that isn't the case with everything. But I think all of us here can remember the Christmas sweater or the, t or the shoes or the ties that haven't seen the light of day since Christmas 2015. Now, that doesn't mean we weren't thankful for those things at one point, or still are, but it's just a fact of life. Life goes on. Now, of course, this doesn't only apply to Christmas presents. This really could be said about almost anything in our lives. If you've been driving a car for even just a few years, I bet you don't even have to think about how to do that anymore. You just do it. And there are many other examples I could go on with that fall into this category. 
But I think there's one that's important for us to consider here as the people of God. Maybe sometimes it feels like our faith becomes a part of the same old, same old. The majority of Christians who are in this country were raised in a Christian household. And that's a wonderful thing because the scriptures command that we raise people up in the faith from the time that they were born. And God promises to bless that and and to sustain that and to be with parents who do that. Yet, like the Christmas presents that don't feel so new anymore, our faith can become stale, lukewarm, forgotten, even irrelevant, and maybe put away for the year. So the question is, why does this happen to our faith like everything else? Well, that's because we were born into a world of broken trust and broken promises. God is a God of promises. He made many, many promises to his people, some of them stretching back 4,000 years ago. He promised to deliver his people, Israel, out of slavery from the land of Egypt. And these people that he promised this to actually got to see this promise being fulfilled with their very own eyes. They saw the parting of the Red Seas, the Passover. They were given food in the wilderness when there was nothing else to eat. And every time God did one of these things, they would look, out, look up at him and say, Thank you, Lord. We promise to follow you and obey you. We promise. But once the miracles were a thing of the past, the celebrations and the feasts ended, or when times became tough, it was back to the same old, same old. They wondered, okay, God, you did this before, but are you going to follow through on your promise? We can't really hear you very well right now. And over time, the promise that God made to them would be forgotten. Life would go on. Doubt replaced trust. So life went on without God. Their promise to him, broken. But then God would act again. He would send prophet after prophet, miracle after miracle, year after year. And everything he did was him saying, here I am. I am with you. Can you hear me now? But then, again with time, it was back to that same old question. God, are you going to follow through? Where are you? And then their response would be a fading of their faith. Perhaps some of you remember this phrase. Read my lips, no new taxes. These words, these rather infamous words, were spoken by the, uh, the then soon-to-be president, George H.W. Bush, as he accepted his nomination in 1988. And that slogan was an important part of his political campaign. And within it, it was a promise he made to the people, to the American people. However, once he became president, several circumstances did not really allow him to follow through with this promise. It was about a year or so into his presidency that taxes were increased. So his word didn't hold true, even over a really short amount of time, just a year. And I think this story connects with us in a way, and it really illustrates how many of us feel about our leaders, especially our political leaders. They very often don't follow through with their promises, or at least all of them. And so we're used to being let down. And that's been part of the same old, same old story for us for a long time. But the truth is, 
every single one of us has broken a promise. All people have broken the promise of their faith to God through sin. And sin is at the heart of this because its fruits are selfishness, deceit, evasion, and separation. And so when you have those things, you, you don't want to follow through on a promise. And so that leaves us in a world without God. And without God, a world of broken promises and trust is the same old, same old. Now, this is the same world that Simeon lived in, the one who was mentioned in our uh, New Testament reading this morning. He, just like anyone else, could plainly see how broken things were. All the failed promises, the relationships that were hurt by that specific sin. But he stood there, waiting. Waiting to see what God would do next. To see how this promise was going to be fulfilled somehow. Because he had no other option. Israel was so broken and lost and without God. They had returned to their old, same old, broken ways. But in Simeon's case, things were different. And as he waited, God acted again. First, through the miraculous event of sending his son to be born to the Virgin Mary. But then God performed another miracle, the miracle of faith. Simeon, who was standing there waiting, waiting for this promise to be fulfilled, had the Holy Spirit sent upon him. And this produced faith in his heart, a faith that let him see that God's promise was not forgotten. Because when Jesus was carried into that temple as a baby by his parents, Simeon saw Jesus as an infant for who he really is, the salvation of Israel and the salvation of the entire world. The promise of God made long ago being kept and completed in Christ. And so even though he was still an infant, God spoke to Simeon through the Holy Spirit. And it filled him with joy and a kind of joy that gave him rest, hope, and a new life. A life touched by the promise kept, away from the brokenness of the same old world. And so the life of Jesus, on earth at least, was around 2,000 years ago. That's a long time. Longer than any of us can really even begin to comprehend. I mean, this last year alone has felt like 2,000 years. And so uh, trying to recount everything between now and then is impossible. And so the world goes on with its usual broken and distracting ways. And these all work to tempt us to think that our faith is built on another empty promise, a broken vow. And that's what makes our faith feel stale and lukewarm and forgotten and not useful anymore. It almost makes it feel like it's a gift that was given to us long ago, but is no longer new or needed. But with Christ, you have been given something new every single day of your life. And it's a new life, and it's real. And here's what God says about that new life to you, in, through the words of Paul. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. And so every single day, your life is rooted in this new creation, and you are a new person, a Christian. And as a Christian, you're going to live forever because Christ died for you. As a sinner, you receive mercy because Christ received none. And as a child of God, you are kept in this promise because Jesus is not dead. He's alive. That promise is alive within you. And at the beginning of every new year, a lot of new promises are made. 
New Year's resolutions to lose weight, save money, eat healthier, or whatever are all part of these um, vows that we make every year. But no matter how successful or unsuccessful those may be, we all make these promises to ourselves and to each other because we want the next year to be different this time. We want something new. Especially as we leave 2020 behind us, I'm sure that's going to be more so the case. But just as it was with Simeon, things are different for us. God has acted on his word once again. You have been given the heart to know Jesus. You have been given the eyes to see God for who he really is, our Savior. And you have been kept in the promise and strengthened to love him and to love others differently in a whole new way this coming year. And that's a part of the promise. And that part's not going to be broken. And unlike any other promise that we know, we actually know how this one is going to turn out. God has revealed to us what to expect in the future. You and I will see the new heavens and the new earth. We'll get to see those family members or friends who have passed on before us, who have died in Christ. We'll get to see Jesus with our own eyes. And that is the life that you have right now. And it's also a life where you watch and you wait, like Simeon and with Simeon. And so with love, God has not forgotten his promise. And with love, our faith and our life will never return to the same old, same old. That's because it shines like the new creation that it is every day of our lives. And so let us receive this then because it is new, it's real, and it's ours to keep. Amen. And may the grace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.